magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 505. This is uh, week two into baby hell week, or hell life, hell 18 next year's. Your new life. Um, Yeah, so uh, last week was like, uh, he was almost a week old, super tired, up all night, taking care of this little crying bag of meat, and... um, and it's rough. I mean, I, like I said, you get to a point, you get to a tired that you didn't know was possible, even though you've like pulled all nighters before and stuff. Like it's just this level of exhaustion that's indescribable. Uh, and it's great. So anyway, um, so then the following day after we recorded last week, uh, he turned one week old, came down with a fever. Oh, and shit. so we called the advice. Well, first of all, the night, the, that Friday night, he was like, sleeping a lot which seems like a weird thing to complain about with the newborn you're like yeah sleep all the time please but he was just like sleeping and then you go to wake him up and he hadn't eaten for a while and you try to get him to eat and he's just like not even able to eat a bottle or breastfeed or anything because he's so tired and it just felt off and so um the next morning it was still going on we're like something's up like that's this seems too weird it's noticeably weird and so we called the like advice line or whatever um, and they had us take his temp and, uh, they were like, oh, you need to go to the ER right away. And we're like, what? And so he had, a, um, his temp was a hundred based on our, under the armpit temperature guy. Um, and she's like, if it's a hundred for you under his armpit, it's at least two degrees higher than that. Oh, wow. And we're like, okay, so we, this is right about now time, about noon, my time, which is about when we put our toddler down for his nap. So I was like literally getting him ready for a nap when Pam comes in and is like, we need to go to the ER. So we have nothing. No, my parents are like 30 plus minutes away. And so it was like nothing to do, but pack him up with us and all go to the ER together, which let me tell you what a fun experience that is during COVID. Oh my God, um, yeah. Especially right now. Cause things are popping off and there's like tents set up in the parking lots of the ER and stuff. So, um, we hustle down, go to the hospital and uh, go to the ER, only one person, only one parent in at a time because COVID, which is like, okay, well, so Pam, you just stay in the car with Anthony, basically. No, because uh, Pam had Pam can't carry anything or drive yet because oh. she had a C section and she's recovering, so she can't even lift. God. She can lift the baby and that's it, but she can't lift Anthony, she can't lift the carrier with the baby in it, none this of that stuff. Insane. And so I'm carrying the little dude in the, the carrier, and um. So I had to be the one that goes in. And of course, like me being the dad, that I, I don't know the last time he ate. I don't know the last amount yeah, of yeah, food right. he ate or whatever. Like that's, you know, mom. Keep You're busy being the stuff. deadbeat. Gambling, yeah, you know, so, hanging out at bars. So it's like, <laughs> I'm the one that's going in the triage, you know, section at trying to answer all these questions. And I'm like, I don't know. And so, and then they do the fully legit temperature. Couldn't you just get like Pam on speakerphone and be like, Hey, let's just like, just talk to her. She's in the car. (laughs) That's actually, I wish I would have thought of that because that's not a terrible idea, but, um, 
she was outside trying to keep Anthony, you know, occupied while we were going through this obviously weird thing. He knew something was up and it was also nap time. So he was like tired and whatever. Thankfully, my parents ended up meeting us at the ER and were able to take Anthony over. And he actually went with them and stayed over with them at their house for the next couple nights, which was a huge relief for us to not have to worry about that. And so, uh, basically the baby's temperature was really bad. They didn't know what was going on because he was only a week old. They pull no punches. Mm -hmm. They do everything, blood, urine, and they did a spinal tap on a seven week old, sorry, seven day old little tiny baby that's like this big you know it's wild to think that like you know if this is just like the 1800s they would just be like well baby's dead let's try again yeah right yeah, like, basically, like, oh well you know the your your 80 percent chance of it dying happened so that's just the way it is yeah it, it is kind of wild and it's it's scary thankfully at a certain point after i got triaged and they determined okay we, this baby's not doing well we got to get him a room um, I was able to swap with Pam so Pam could come in and be with the baby from that point on, which I think was better because also she's the one that can provide food. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, she's the one that had to witness our little tiny newborn getting a giant needle stuck in its spine, which I do not recommend. Nice. And um, so anyway, the sucky thing about all this, like I said, it was seven days old. They don't mess around. They do. They figure out everything. Is it meningitis? Is it COVID? Is it something else? Test for everything we can test for. Because he's so young, he has such zero immune system yet that it 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 could anything little could be a big deal. Um, and so we had to stay in the hospital for the next two nights, basically three more days in the hospital after spending three days in the hospital the previous week and having the baby. Um, done with hospitals for now. And then another awesome thing is that our local, our closest hospital where we, we had the baby both times, both kids. And we love the hospital there. Everyone's super nice. It's great. They don't have a dedicated NICU. They have like what they call like a heightened nursery or something stupid like that. But if they, if you need real deal, tiny baby help, they don't have, they're not prepared for it. And so in this case, we sort of needed that. So we had to transfer to a different hospital that's like 45 minutes away from us and or no more like 30 minutes away and um kind of up near towards my parents house actually and uh that was annoying because he had to take an ambulance ride from our hospital to that hospital it saturday it was like 10 30 at night when we finally all got to that new hospital and got settled into a room there and then we spent the next two days there while they tested him did everything the fever finally broke and went down and then Finally, we got all the test results back that everything was negative. And the most likely thing is that it was just some random virus. Like anybody might just randomly get sick from anything. Yeah. But because he's a tiny baby, um, it hits him hard and they have to test for everything that else that it could be. So that was my last weekend and it sucked and I never want to go through it again. And it was super scary to have to take a newborn to the ER. The ER itself was very scary. Because uh, there's a lot of sick people there, and it's just a mess. Yeah. And uh, hated everything about it. So stressful week leading up to the baby being born. Stressful week after the baby being born. Stressful week since because we had our first big baby was sick scare. So That's I'm crazy. super running on fumes, basically. That's crazy, dude. I'm sorry that happened. That uh, 
But yeah, you know, thankfully everything's okay. Yeah, it's so. cool to. I mean, it's cool to live in a time where you have access to that kind of care, though. You know, like that. Yeah, and it's like we, you know, um, we're super heightened, like to we're super trying to be careful about if, if the temperature goes up even a little bit more or whatever, or like calling, cause we sort of joked calling the advice line. Like, are they going to laugh at us because we're asking if our baby's sleeping too much? Because that sounds like a totally stupid yeah. thing. That I mean, that's what people be. are there for though. Just any dumb question, yeah. you know, like, and there's been a few things, even the first week of, of having this newborn where we had a kid before where we were like, I, I don't think I slept that first like month of that kid because I, Every night, just staring at the monitor on my my nightstand, just waiting for anything bad to happen or whatever. I was like yeah. super scared. This baby's like, just throw him in the thing. He's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that whole thing they say about the second kid, you're less like you know worried or or, or whatever, um, is true. And so in this case, I feel like eventually we would have been like, okay, he's, he hasn't eaten in like twelve hours. This is a problem, or you know whatever. But at first, it was definitely like, I don't know, babies are warm. He was sleeping. He's wrapped in a blanket. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't think this is a problem. And I feel silly calling about it. And it turned out to be like a no get to the ER type situation. So now we want to be a little more aware of that. If anything happens, just know. And and then the, the other good news is like, um, I think it's one month or maybe even just two weeks after your chances for stuff being that bad drop a lot. And then after two months, it's basically like, okay, a normal cold or a fever isn't like an ER visit. Yeah. Like they've built up their immunity, their immune system enough at that point that it's not like you have to freak out over every little thing. Um, but we're not have like friends that drop by and stuff like that. It's like, we're, you can't hold the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Come back in a couple months and you well, can hold them all. Yeah, I mean, like, particularly now, it's, like, such a strange time for needing, like, any yeah. kind of medical care. Like, I've, not uh, not that I'm, like, a fucking daredevil or anything, of course, you know, but I've mm -hmm. definitely found myself been, like, really, I, like, for instance, I was, like, cutting some firewood yesterday, and I was, like, yeah. was, like, 20 times more careful than I ever am with, like, my chainsaw and stuff. Yeah. Because, not that, you know, I'm, like, reckless with it or anything, of course, but I was, like, well, let me go put my boots on, like, you know, like, do everything, you're, yeah. like, put some, like you know, safety, like do what you're supposed to do because like our yeah. ICUs are just ruined with COVID, you know? And like, I yeah. would just hate to like, just be sitting in the waiting room, like holding my thumb in my hand, you know? Cause yeah, or like, like a right, gas like, that just needs stitches yeah. turns into losing your limb yeah, because yeah, you couldn't yeah. make it in time or something. Yeah. Cause I'm just sitting yeah. in, the, in the waiting room because like every resource available is going to some COVID person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So. it was really sad. Like the, you, you see, you know, nurses like change shifts and stuff like that. And we were there for three days straight. And so you see like a lot of different nurses and a lot of different doctors and stuff. And, um, a lot of them were like on like their third shift in a row or whatever, because they were volunteering their time to come in and help out wherever they can, because so many people were busy with the people in the ER. Mm -hmm. And like I said, they had like tents set up outside the ER for like waiting because there's so many people. And she, they're all just like, oh, it's every, everybody that hasn't been vaccinated is, who's there. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Ugh, it's very frustrating. Um, so anyway, that was uh, my last weekend. Really hoping this weekend is just totally uneventful. <laughs> nothing <laughs> yeah. at all happens. We all, like, sleep all weekend and do nothing. I, I just, I don't, I can't deal with another weekend of, of craziness. So Yeah, here... Um things are getting really, really, really insane with COVID. Um, yeah. To the point that like, 
And, and no one's doing anything about it. Like that's the crazy thing right. to me is like, like our state has like tripled down on it's business as usual. If you're scared <laughs> of the virus, stay home. Kind of right. thing. Like that, like that's pretty much the message, you know? And like our ICU is like so full. There's people in the hallways, like they're setting up like, you know, the tents and stuff. And yeah. uh, it's a hundred percent people that aren't vaccinated, you know? Right. And, yeah. um, it's so silly. Tennessee is the number one state in the country right now for COVID. And like, oh God, like last weekend, there was a no restrictions, no vaccine requirement, no nothing uh, football game at University of Tennessee with 100,000 people. Just like it was awesome. a normal day. Like, right. you know, everyone's sitting right. right next to each other and everything else. And it's just like, how, like, what do you think is going to happen with this? I mean, like, yeah. and like, like, what blows my mind is like, it's, you know, these people think that like, I don't know. Like, like imagine having this kind of cavalier attitude, with like a, a wildfire or like a hurricane or tornado or yeah. like any other force of nature where you're just like, I don't care. I'm not afraid. What's mm-hmm. it gonna, it's like, well, okay, well you're just going to die then. So sorry. <laughs> you know? And like our grocery store now has gone back to masks required. Like I, I usually, mm-hmm. I usually don't go places that have a lot of people in them just cause you know, like mm-hmm. whatever and try to shop at like off hours. So I don't need to wear a mask cause I'm yeah. nowhere near anyone. Um, right. But I usually carry one in my pocket just in case, you know, and like, mm-hmm. uh, was just running some errands this afternoon and like, just need to pick up one thing. I just need some almond milk from the grocery store and mm-hmm. walked in they have like all their signs up, like mass required, mass required. And they didn't have any like yeah. the freebies. And I was oh, like, boy. Oh man, like, I don't, I'm wearing my pajama shorts. I don't have my, I don't, you don't have carry my one in the car in pocket. I not, well, I was in my truck. I didn't have one in my truck. Um, and I was like, Oh my God, I, I'm just going to run and get this and go out. I'm going to try to avoid people. Man, I have never gotten more of a stink eye in my life. than like <laughs> I felt like such an asshole. Yeah, but do you feel like pure Tennessee now? Like, I'm, I ain't wearing no mask. Um, no, because I think that... Um, I think a normal Tennessee person would just not care, whereas I was, like, extremely cognizant of everyone wearing a mask looking at me. I was just like, I was the mm. asshole. That's true. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah, that's rough. Uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know what to do about all of this stuff. I like wish. <laughs> I I don't know what I wish. I wish. Uh, I don't even know how to say this. I wish people would get it that aren't vaccinated. I wish it was deadlier. <laughs> like, yeah, you know I, mean? I mean, like I wish there was more of a potential for it to weed these people out because I feel like part of the problem too was like oh, I got COVID and I got over it and I'm fine. Yeah, I and mean, I have no, I do not care whatsoever who I have given it to who has died from it. You know what I mean? Like that's the yeah, problem. The cavalier attitudes with it like really bother me. You know because it's like because yeah. you know you're exactly right in that like it's like just not lethal enough that I think it's very easy to be like oh whatever I'm. This I'm is no healthy. big deal. Who cares? I didn't so, die. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. My friend got it. He didn't die. I'll be fine, kind of thing. You know, like, yeah. which may be true or it might not be yeah. true. I mean, like, God, the fucking, yeah. I don't know. It, it just really bums me out that like we have all the tools to end this like next month. You know, if everyone like yeah. really buckled down, but we just aren't. Yeah, because yeah, I have. Uh, I feel like my friend group is pretty like us. You know what I mean? And they've all yeah. been masks. They've all been vaccinated as soon as they can. Whatever. Um, except for one couple that we know who I wouldn't even figure is like that, but they were like both like, I'm just hesitant cause it's a new thing and I'm just want to wait. And I'm like, okay, I can kind of buy that for maybe a couple months. Like, 
hey, I wasn't in that first round of vax and look, everybody that took it died and mm-hmm. I'm glad I didn't do it or whatever. Yeah. You know, I can kind of buy that argument for a minute, even though it's like, hey, they've been putting that thing in people for months. They're older people for months and months ahead of when you got it. And you know what I mean? Like we yeah. know by now it's fine. Not only but that, anyway. but like vaccine um like reactions typically happen early and fast historically, yeah, you know, right. like that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, it very, it's not really, there's not really much of a precedent for, Oh, a year later, you suddenly have the severe side effects. Yeah. It's like you either. Well, get it's it, also not like, you know, uh, you know, it's not like nothing's happened. Like there hasn't been reactions and people certainly have died also that have, you know, the blood clot thing or whatever, like the vaccines, but it's all, that's every drug. That's everything, right? And it's like very, 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 very low percentage of, of yeah. that type of weird anomaly happening or whatever. Well, they also so, given the shot to like a fucking billion people, you know? So like, of course, yeah, you're going to have these like right. extreme odd side right. effects that like two people But like, have. you know, more people die from like taking Tylenol wrong or whatever a year. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, it, not really an excuse to not do it, I think. But anyway, and so we were talking about it one night. And so finally this couple has gotten by now it, the guy has actually gotten his second shot too, but they both, when we were talking about this had had their, at least their first shot. And, um, we were talking about it cause, uh, my other friend was just going off. He, he, the one that owns the skate shop who was like people coming in without masks and stuff, pissing me off. He had somebody refuse to come in and shop there anymore. Who was like a regular customer before. Cause he asked him to put on a mask or whatever. Okay, and so he's bye. just like, yeah, pissed off about all this stuff and and going off about it or, and people that aren't getting their vaccine or whatever. But and so um so my friend that didn't get vaxxed was like, you know, I just it was so new, I didn't know what was going to happen with it. And he's like, honestly, there's no way nobody on this earth can tell you what the long-term effects of the vaccine are. And I was like, okay. Does anybody on this earth know what the long-term effects of having COVID are because I know what the short-term effects are. Well, what tries one of them is, is that you can die. Yeah. And, but the other one is that a lot of people have lingering issues. Like our friend who did get COVID, who still has mm-hmm. fatigue issues and yep. issues with taste and yep. stuff like that. And, um, and he looks at me and he goes, well, no, I know that if I get COVID, I'm not, I'm not going to die from it. Do you and I was like, That's you like, don't know that. Like, yeah. People in their 30s, their 20s, all ages, really, there's people that have died from it. Like, it's not as likely as if you were, like, older or have, like, pre-existing problems or whatever. But to straight up say, like, oh, I'm 43 and I'm fairly healthy. There's no way I would die from getting COVID. Like, I know I would survive COVID is basically what he told me. And I was like, no, you don't. And that's super silly that you would think that. But also... Even if you did survive it, you don't know what the long-term effects of having COVID are. That's what's keeping you from getting the stupid vaccine. You know what I mean? Like, your argument is not logical to me at all. The whole thing. But he was so, like, really smug about it of, like, I have this great reason, guys. Yeah, that's because. That's what drives me nuts, too. I just just can't with these people anymore. That's that's why I just, I have just kind of started ruthlessly cutting people out of my life that are being stupid about this. Yeah. Because just like, all right, well. I I can't I can't convince you to be a good person on this. So like we just have a complete yeah. fundamental misunderstanding of what it means to be a member of society. That's what drives you me know? nuts about all this is it's all a very personal like well I'm not going to die from it. So 
And it's like, okay, how many people are you going to take with you if you get it? And you know what I mean? Yeah. How many people are going to spread it to that might die or might not be happy getting it like you seem to be or whatever. Yeah. Like it just seems like and, – and this is somebody who is like a totally reasonable, super nice person. I wouldn't consider like a crazy like right-wing nut or anything like that. Um, just that's his, that's his feelings on it. And I feel like there's a lot of people out there that feel like that and feel like that's a totally normal justification for not getting vaccine – getting the vaccine or, or their view on COVID in general is just sort of like their personal bubble. Yeah. It's frustrating. frustrating. So. I, I don't, I don't know what to do about it other than just keep doing what I'm doing. Cause it doesn't seem like I have any impact on yeah anyone else, you know, and we're just, that's basically deal with this forever. Cause you know, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so anyway, let's move on from this topic. Cause I feel like we've, we definitely talk this, sort of stuff a lot on our podcast which is ostensibly a mobile gaming podcast that also supposed to be a podcast that also talks about mobile games sometimes yeah um so i figured let's actually um should we oh i have an email to read let's read an email that's oh a yeah nice, uh, yeah the, the one about the that's CSAM a nice stuff, uh, right? palette cleanser what's that the one about the csam oh stuff? yeah so, so this yeah this was a really interesting email yeah. so this is after last week when we talked about the uh you know apple's spying on me hmm. uh whole thing i feel like i had to, a reasonable uh, take on it yeah no i think uh yeah um and so uh, Apple wanting to implement this thing that would basically check to see if people had like kitty porn on their iCloud photos or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I think I had mentioned I wasn't sure how big this sort of like how big is kitty porn that this is like such a big issue or whatever. Um, so anyway, Ray emails into us and says, um, just wanted to start by saying thanks for keeping the podcast going for all these years, even though huge life events such as babies moving and COVID. Uh, during the last podcast, you asked how big a problem CSAM, which stands for Child Sexual Abuse Material, is. And he says, I'm a detective in North Carolina and I actually work these cases. And it is a huge, capital letters, huge problem, hmm. not only here in the U.S., but around the world. I think that is what makes this different uh, for Apple from the terrorist issue uh, that came up a couple years ago is that just about every Internet based media company is already doing this on people's accounts. Due to the fact that Apple has been doing nothing, they're becoming the device of choice for abusers, and I'm sure no company wants that to be their brand. Yeah. Um, and then he says, Microsoft actually started a project called PhotoDNA to try and come up with another check to ensure that the images are actually CSAM. So basically another check to make sure they're not false flagging people's photos. Um Says, ends it by saying, anywho, love the show and congrats on the new baby. Hope you get some sleep because that second child is always a monster. Uh, so far, kind of true. Anyway, so I thought this was super interesting that, yes, uh, the, the kitty porn thing is a huge problem. and um, But also the whole fact of, like, everyone is checking for this already, but because everyone just agrees to every online yeah, thing and yeah, never yeah. reads every little bit of it they don't realize that it's happening but i remember we talked about last week like facebook flags like a hundred thousand yeah, accounts a day number, for yeah, this yeah. or some crazy something like that so <clears throat> all these online entities are already doing this anyway and users have already agreed to it whether they know it or not and it's happening and it, no, nothing bad has happened right like people haven't been getting arrested left and right for accidental child porn or whatever and so 
arguably you'd say that the system is working, but I feel like the the Apple not doing anything because they are so privacy focused and they are so explicit in telling users what they're doing has backfiring them in this situation. Yeah, I would agree with that. Now they're saying, hey, we're going to do this thing. And everyone's like, ew, what? Gross. You're going to do that? Apple, you're so gross. And everyone else, and not realizing that everything they belong to is already doing this or, or whatever. Yeah, I and mean, they also themselves being the into, being the phone of choice for kitty porn people yeah, is not a desirable position either. So I totally yeah. get that. They just have painted themselves into such a weird corner, though, being like the the privacy company, you know, like like mm-hmm. what what like that, you know, Vegas billboard that I mentioned, like what happens on your phone stays on your phone kind yeah. of thing. Like that's right. that's been the message forever. Yeah. And to be like, well, yeah. kind of. You know, that just, yeah. I don't know, not a great situation. No. And, um, I get, uh, you know, like it, I feel like what we talked about last week is that the situation is not fully explained and people are taking advantage of that to kind of paint this. Like it's not like Apple spying on your photos. Yeah. You're looking at all your photos. Ooh, gross. Um, where it's not really like that. It's like, you know, this kitty porn has a database of hashes and Apple's trying to match the hashes or whatever. And they don't actually see your photos and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. There's all these weird things about how it works. Um, and then we, I think both of our arguments, we felt like we're, we're good against it is that, okay, they say they're just going to use this for kitty porn, but what if they use it for something else? What if the government tra- urges yeah, them to use I it mean, for something else, whatever? I don't know. I just um, have been like, so, I mean, again, I, th- I think my argument last week was like, you know, look at what happened with like the Patriot Act, right? Like everyone agreed yeah. terrorism is bad. We need to stop terrorism. Like we need to prevent terrorist attacks in this country and all this stuff. So like, let's pull out all the stops to make sure that, you know, things like September 11th never happen again. No privacy. <laughs> and And then like, you know, all the things that came with that, as unintended consequences. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. So. I feel like, well, I, there was an interview with one of the Apple security researcher head security, somebody or something like that. There was basically like, it's not even super possible to like use this technology as is for other types of photo photos. Right. Mm-hmm. So if all of a sudden you wanted to be like, Oh, I want to make sure if I see, I don't know. I don't know. Like white people hanging out with black people. I want to know who those photos are. Like that is not really something that it's even set up to yeah, do. Yeah, you need a reference photo. Uh, like you would need to have a specific photo yeah. of that. Like already. I mean, I th- you'd have to really go in hard because the, the child porn like database or whatever is like a long time like everybody contributes to a type thing, right? Yeah. And so um, there'd have to be something similar that would be able to flag. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like that's valid concern, but also doesn't seem likely based on what they've said. But then also a lot of this just depends on trusting Apple or whatever. Yeah. But also if every other company is doing this and they haven't started to target other things yet, then maybe it's not a big issue. So I don't, yeah, know. Anyway. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a super sophisticated opinion on it beyond just like, yeah. I just don't want to, I just don't want to open more Pandora's boxes. Cause it seems like everything, so many things in this world started with really good intentions that, yeah, you know, then turn yeah. totally upside well, down. I I just appreciate uh, Ray. Thank you for emailing in. Um, I appreciate his perspective on it because um, Apple being the go-to for kitty porn people. Yeah, that's um, kind of crazy. Seems like a terrible thing that I would not want to happen either. And it also tells me that this sort of thing is working on other platforms. If it's driving people to specifically get an iPhone so they can get away with their kitty porn stuff. Yeah, I would so, be curious, um, like how dumb your typical like weirdo internet pedophile is to be like like you think there's like oh we're in this facebook group chat that's all like kid pics like of course you're gonna get busted with that right like yeah yeah 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, it's a wild situation, but yeah. do appreciate the extra. Yeah, but, yeah, cool. Thanks, thanks for the email. Thanks I, for I, emailing. That that job must be crazy. I can only imagine how. Uh, I, yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, totally. But, um, and then uh, real quick, I think um, let's hit on. Uh, do you want to hit these other news stories? You just want to talk yeah, about sure. the Apple Epic thing. Um, well, I don't know. The other, the other two are just kind of like uh, update and new game release. So They're quickies. See. Yeah. So Dead Cells. Um, on mobile got announced that the fatal falls DLC as well as the custom mode update is going to be coming September 21st. Um, this is significant because, um, otherwise all the, all the other, so the fatal falls is a paid DLC that adds a bunch of stuff, but the custom mode is part of the free update, which will add a bunch of new stuff as well as the custom mode, which allows you to kind of set up the game how you want or whatever. Um, that's all coming as part of a free update for everybody. But fatal falls was like the second paid DLC for the game. Um, and it also will bring the version number of the mobile version up to 2.4. To my knowledge, that brings it in line with the PC version as well as other versions hmm. of the game. Okay. Um, so we had been talking about this happening for a while where the Dead Cells mobile was way behind for a long time. But Playdigis, who brought it to mobile, had wanted to bring it in line with the other versions. Um, it kind of seems like this is going to be that moment where finally it's at parity with with the other versions of yeah, the game. Yeah, and so that's really cool. And not only that, but it's adding all the DLC adds tons of cool stuff to already really good game. So um, heads up for that coming out September 21st. Like I said, Fatal Falls costs money. I think it'll be like $3.99 or something. But um, the uh, the the rest of the stuff that comes with this update is free for everybody. So worth checking out, even if you don't plan on spending the money. Um, and then kind of a surprise release this week was uh, Night in the Woods came to mobile finally. Um Courtesy of Finji, which is like the... Did you ever like play this the, game uh, on Switch? No, but I own it on Switch, like so many <laughs> other games. Um, Have you I, launched uh, it ever on your Switch? <laughs> that's another question. I, I cannot answer that. Maybe. Maybe I've launched it. Um, but this is one of those games, too, that like everybody seems to have played, everybody seems to have raved about. It's really And I've always good. been like... It's really good. Oh, I really want to play that. But now that... It, I, I feel like iPhone has always been such a good spot for it. Um, it actually was announced back in 2017 that this was going to come to mobile in 2018. I was surprised that it just never didn't uh, come to Apple happened. Arcade. Like this, this seems like such a shoe-in for like, yeah, why wouldn't this be an Apple Arcade? This would be an Apple Arcade game, except that I think they don't do that. They, yeah. If it's been out on other platforms, right? Like it has to launch that way. on Apple Arcade alongside other platforms or exclusive for a bit, or it has to be a previously released on the App Store plus version to be on Apple Arcade. I, I feel like it's a weird rule or whatever, mm -hmm. right? Because th I agree, this would be a perfect Apple Arcade game. Um, but whatever. So um, Night in the Woods, though, should play super well on the touchscreen. It feels like a super good fit for something like the iPhone or iPad. Um, I bought it. <laughs> I, haven't play I haven't fired up this version yet either, but I will. Um, like a, some songs on the soundtrack that are just like fucking bangers. I mean, like... Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I'm excited to play through this one. Um, so uh, if you are like me and have always wanted to play Night in the Woods, even have bought it on other platforms and just have never played it, um, to now's your chance. To grab it on iOS. No word on an Android version yet. This seems to be iOS only for now. So, And it's also paid game, 6 bucks, which is less than half price compared to other platforms where it's usually 20 So 
Yeah. So the again, song um, is die. Is, it's called "Die Anywhere Else." Is like one of the main songs in the game. It is a fucking banger. It's like a really, really good song. Really, um, that's good to know. Yeah, it's a really cool. I I love this game. It like really captures the. Um, uh, I don't. Maybe it just really resonates with me because I grew up in this like kind of like weird suburban town that like didn't really have a whole ton going for it. And it was like your yeah. life trajectory if you stayed there was like just doing nothing. And so it was just like kind of like malaise surrounding all that, where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're if you don't leave your, um, you know, ceiling of success is like, I don't know, I guess I'm going to work at the same factory my dad works at kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't know. I just I felt like this game really nailed that vibe really well. I like really, really huh. hit home with me on that. Interesting. Very interesting. So, um, that's really cool. I'm looking forward to playing it. I'd. Who knows when I'll get time to sit down and play through this thing. But the fact that it's on the phone gives me a greater chance. Yeah, I I feel like it was kind of one of those. Yeah, one of those weird ones where it was like, I don't know why it needed to be on the switch. Because I seem to remember it's just kind of like a lot of dialogue based, like back and forth and like a couple of mini games. But like nothing that like like a side scrolling kind of RPG sort of thing. So they alluded there was some there's some Twitter chatter from like uh, Beck Saltzman um about i forget who it was specifically that ported this but uh they had to do a lot of work to get it running so and it doesn't seem like a graphically demanding game or anything like that but also sometimes games that don't look super fancy are built in a way that's resource heavy yeah and so um maybe that was why it took so long too is just getting it running on mobile hardware was hard for some reason so interesting but uh mm-hmm. night in the woods six bucks on ios absolute pick banger. it up of a soundtrack i mean like really, and then um i would i would put up there with like the thomas was alone soundtrack you ever listen to that oh really that soundtrack yeah, yeah. is fucking good like that's a great game too um so and then probably the big news story of the week that just happened a couple hours ago is that there's a, a verdict in the apple versus uh, epic versus apple trial um more or less i haven't looked into the nitty-gritty details of this so forgive me if i don't know what the hell i'm talking about um basically the judge says apple needs to allow um developers to use be able to use third-party payment systems similar to the ruling that just happened in south korea um and so that means Fortnite. (laughs) what what they wanted to do in the first place what they tried to do in the first place was allow their own payment system to go through and offer in-game currency for cheaper than through Apple's system where they take 30%. Um, they should be allowed to do that now. So we'll see if Fortnite even comes back. This all hinges on Apple letting them back, right? Yeah. Like they don't have to. Cause their developer account suspended still. Yeah. You know? So, um, it'll be really interesting to see how Apple reacts to this. I think, First and foremost is they're going to try and fight this verdict for as, oh, as high as they can. Yeah, I mean, um, like, yeah, they will both appeal this until it gets to the Supreme Court. I mean, they have infinite right. resources on both sides. You know, like, there's no yeah. stopping this. Yeah, no stopping this until it's, it's like, Supreme Court decides. Or, or, yeah, or whatever. like, whatever the so, highest court. Like, I don't know if yeah. it's actually the Supreme Court, but whatever the highest, you know. Yeah. So, anyway, um, interesting that uh epic basically kind of won the battle and and what they wanted although this doesn't seem to have anything to do with being able to have a third-party app store um there's doesn't seem like there's going to be a way that people can actually have a their own app store you can download apps or sideload apps there there was a a tweet from uh jason schreier of Mm -hmm. um 
you know, I guess uh, Bloomberg now um, mm-hmm. says, uh, so Epic lost on just about every count and will have to pay millions. While Apple now has to let apps use external payment processors, potentially costing them billions. Big win for everyone who is rooting for both companies to lose. <laughs> kind of awesome, actually, because I feel like a lot of people were in that boat where yeah. it was like, I don't like either of these assholes, really. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, though, because I feel like, you know, I've seen a lot of people being like, oh, well, you know, a- Apple won nine out of ten counts on this. So, like, you know, how uh-huh. can you say that that Epic is the victor in this? But, like, I don't know. Like, to me, I feel like those other things were just kind of sort of table stakes compared to, like, mm-hmm. the external mm-hmm. payment stuff. Because, like, th- yeah. did Epic really want to have the Epic Game Store on mobile? I mean, I'm sure that'd be great, but, like, I don't know. I just I don't think they really cared. And I also know that um, them rolling their own launcher when they did Fortnite on Android didn't go well. No. Right. 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 So I don't see it going super well here either. Um, I think their whole thing was like, look, Fortnite's been on iOS for whatever it is, four years now or something like that. So and it still generates gobs and gobs of money. But it's a free game. And all that money generated is through in-app purchases that Apple takes 30 percent of. Mm -hmm. And really, Fortnite was popular with Apple's help or not. I mean, like, not that Apple doesn't do anything to, they don't, not that they don't provide a service by having the App Store in general, but to take 30% of a game that generates hundreds of millions a month, a day, I don't know, like a lot of money, um, just seems kind of silly. And I'd be kind of pissed off if I was Epic too, because it's like, what are you doing to deserve this besides just existing? You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I feel like Apple deserves some slice of things like that, but 30% seems hefty. Um, yeah, it's it's tricky because, like, you know, so, I mean, if you even, like, remove Fortnite from the equation, because I feel like people get really hung up on, like, oh, it's Epic and, you know, these big companies, everything yeah. else. But, like, you know, if you just have, like, any old free-to-play game, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't get your downloads anymore from, like, Apple featuring and all that stuff. I mean, Apple featuring is nice. No. You it's know, it's like whatever. you yeah. you power your game through buying ads and, you know, through the different ad yeah. providers, Facebook, like everything else. Like it yeah. almost like it's to the point where for the vast majority of these games, Apple is just kind of like the content delivery network for your game that, you know, is just a necessary right. step that someone has to go through to get it. But like right. you own most of the customer relationship, you, you bring the customer to the table they download right. the game, like you deal with all the support, you deal with all the ongoing like maintenance, everything else. Like, yeah, it's really hard for me to really make us that strong of an argument that that's worth thirty percent right now. When when as mm-hmm. a developer you do so much, whereas like now, don't get me wrong, like back in the day, say like two thousand nine or whatever, when like Apple featuring was like like oh, like a kingmaker of a power, you yeah. know, like like then sure, like I think that. The thirty percent was extremely defensible because it was like, you know, you take companies like Nimblebit, right? And just like some, yeah. you know, two random brothers on the West Coast that made a game, they feature it, it gets millions yeah. of downloads, and then okay, well, Apple chose us to be a millionaire this week, more or less, you know, yeah, right? The but, Apple lottery, yeah. I mean, that's just like not the case anymore. You know, like if you get your game featured, no. it's like, oh, cool, we got a little spike in downloads. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah, but it's not yeah, like. Right. It's not like, oh, fuck, like Apple is the one that is truly sourcing all of yeah. our customers and everything else. And yeah. I also kind of like the other argument that I see made all the time on the Mac Rumors forums, which I don't know why I read. I think there's something wrong with my brain. But yeah. um, 
is like, oh, well, Apple's providing all the developer tools and all the APIs and all yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But like, that's, that's true of any operating system. Like, would you argue yeah. that like Microsoft is owed 30% of every piece of software that is sold on their platform because they make Windows? Like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah, right. yeah. And also, I would argue that um, that's what your $100 yearly fee is for. And if that somehow isn't cutting the mustard for providing those sorts of tools and services then raise the hundred dollar fee if you feel that strongly like it, it doesn't make sense to be like they should take 30 percent of everything earned in the app store from everybody across the board yeah to pay for that sort of thing because it doesn't scale it's not like oh epic's getting better tools because they make more money or you know what i mean yeah so it just seems really silly that should be what your developer fee is for um, taking 30% of just absolutely everything is, is well, silly I mean, to me. So it, it also like, it's, it, I don't know. It's such a dumb argument all around because it's like Apple benefits from the value that the app store provides. You know, it's not yeah. like this is like some weird, like zero sum thing where it's like, all right, well, you know, without the developer cut and without the, uh, you know, $99 a year, like we're losing money on the yeah. app store or I guess, sorry, like losing money on like the iPhone <laughs> vertical in general. It's like, no, like people right. buy yeah. iPhones yeah. in mass because of the app store and everything right. else, you know? And like, right. if you wanted to play some like crazy hardball that, you know, made developers go away or whatever, like Apple is the one that would like hurt the most from that. Yeah, you know, because if all of a sudden, and it's not like it hasn't been slowly happening for years now, where people are don't want to be on iTunes or iOS App Store, you know what I mean? But if all of a sudden everybody was like, you know what, we don't want to be on Apple anymore. We're doing fine with Android and other places, so we're out. And everybody bailed. Um, why would you buy an iPhone if you yeah, couldn't I mean, get apps would, on it? Like, like imagine. Um... I mean, I don't know what the, the, like some kind of alliance or something like that between, you know, like, uh, like Netflix and Hulu and Spotify and Disney yeah. plus and like all those, like, like the big, like mainstream, like the Twitter app, you know, all that stuff, like all yeah. those people bond together. Like, Hey, you know, if Apple doesn't change X, Y, and Z, like we're just pulling our shit off the app store, we're going to be Android only. Yeah. I mean, like at that point people are going to like, you'd have a real decision to make where it's like, all right, well, you know, I like iMessage and like iCloud and all that stuff, but like right. everything I use is not on this platform. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, like uh, these, these companies would have like extreme power if they just banded together and that kind of thing. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, so anyway, so Apple's going to be able to, you know, eventually probably have to, um, allow developers to add their third party payment systems or whatever, um, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, the security, it's going to be a disaster and everybody's going to get swindled out of their money and there's going to be scams left and right and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know. I order food online a lot and every single one uses a different like third party app or, you know, third party system that I have to enter my stupid credit card stuff into and stuff like that. And it's just like the way it is. Like, you, you know, people don't seem to have a problem with being able to with having to do that when you buy stuff through Safari. Well, I, I mean, so, I think the uh, most likely outcome of this is not that every, cause I, I don't know, like, like to me, the, the argument that I've seen where it's like, Oh, well now you're going to add that to your credit card and every stupid app you use. Like, I don't think that's going to be a case. Yeah. I think there's going to be, I think what's going to happen is like a few major payment processors are going to solidify, you know, like Stripe, like Amazon, mm -hmm. whatever they call it, Amazon payments, like PayPal, yeah. you know, like, like that sort of stuff where it'll be like, yeah you know, things you already have accounts with or whatever that you can just kind of like click through, you're already logged in, yeah. everything else, you yeah. know, to make it fairly seamless. Because like, 
I, I, I think right now, if you, without a significant incentive where it's like, okay, you get twice as much for your money or something like that in a purchase currency, like it's really hard for me to imagine, um, people that aren't super extremely engaged in a particular game to be willing to put their credit card into something versus like if it was like, um, what is it? Uh, what, what was the play date thing through? It was like shop pay or something like that. Right. Shopify, I think Shopify. Yeah. yeah. And, and with that, like I, Which, you know, by the way, I got, got hacked. <laughs> oh, really? At one point. Cause I oh, got an well. email from them. Yeah. Um, but, but with that, you know, like, like the pay date thing, that was super easy or the, the play date thing. That was super easy. It was just right. like, yeah. Click. I was logged in. I click a button that has all my yeah. shit saved. I just sit by right. good to go. Right. Yeah. You know, like, so if you had a flow like that, where it was like, and I feel like a lot of people on PayPal, a lot of, you know, like, these are the companies yeah. that are going to benefit from this, you know, is, yeah. right. and, and not the weird little one-offs that want to like roll their own like credit card form inside their game. Like, well, whenever I buy anything online through the, the web, um, if it has Apple pay, boom, using Apple pay first and foremost, next behind that is if it doesn't have Apple pay and it has PayPal, PayPal, because yeah. boom, it's almost as easy. You know what I mean? What I'm curious um, of is like, how does this settle out with like, can you just use Apple pay now instead of, in-app purchase like does that i think if apple was smart they would let that happen you know what i mean like let uh, okay use your uh, thing we won't take the 30 percent, but let people be able to pay with apple pay yeah and then apple's still getting a cut in in a roundabout way but um yeah i guess if they i don't know threw you out to you know like like so say you had in your game like threw you out into a browser page or something that you could choose your payment method like i don't know why apple pay couldn't be on there I don't see why not either. Hmm. Um, so probably. And like uh, I think was pointed out um, on Daring Fireball was something like um, one of the arguments against all this too was like, oh, well, your app usage time stuff won't work. The parental control systems won't work, blah, 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 blah. Um, and it's like they might not work right now, but it's in Apple's best interest to make Apple can make them work. Apple can provide APIs to let people build their third party payment systems around those types of features so that they can be used. Right. Um, and Apple should, if they're being a good citizen, right? Because it'd be a dick move to be like, well, you're not using our personal thing. So you can't turn off parental controls and yeah, you, you yeah. know, your kids are going to go willy nilly and buy Smurf berries. Like, that's not cool for on Apple to do that either. When it's, it's well within, their realm to be able to offer that service even to third party outside payment systems, whatever. So, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how that shakes out too. Cause that was an argument against it, but it's like, it doesn't need to be that way. Right. It's not like there's anything special about Apple's in app system that only can be tracked through parental controls or whatever. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I feel like, you know, with particularly thought like the antitrust pressure that Apple's that Apple has, like their, it's in their best interest to kind of like make this as smooth as possible and, and be yeah. the ones that are dictating like how this is going to go and not, you know, yeah. just being forced into it by the courts, you know? So like they should have done years ago, like we talked about last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of Apple pay, did you yeah. see that thing that, um, that came out, uh, I guess I don't remember if it was this week or last week about like the amount of people that use Apple pay. It mm-hmm. was like, uh, so there's this, um, survey that, uh, you know, so a lot of people set up Apple Pay on their phone, you know, because it's like one of the things that you do when you like 
you know, like put your email, like your the on the startup like, workflow. Yeah, the I startup workflow. Like, it, yeah. yeah, and it's pretty uh, aggressive about like reminding you because yeah, I never yeah. use I never use any of that stuff, you know, and like I, I just skip it, and it's like really annoying. There's a thing in the setting, like a reminder in the settings. Yeah, app yeah, yeah. And it'll give you a notification. Yeah, and it gets more and more aggressive the longer you don't the longer you really? don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Because when I got the phone I have now, I was like, I never even used it last time. I'm not even going to bother with this. Like, I don't even yeah, care. Right, right, right. Um, and yeah, like it just keeps going until you just like put one card in or whatever. Wow. Um, but apparently, so of the people that set that up, only 6.1% of people ever actually use Apple Pay in store. Really? Which to me is like, I was surprised it's that low. Hmm. But at the same time, I guess like if they bully everyone into setting it up, like, is it that low? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, when you think about how many phones are out there, um, I mean, 6% of a billion or two is a lot. But um, I know that I use Apple Pay 99% of the time on the internet. I don't use it in stores a whole lot. Um, I pull out my card like an idiot and I just recently within the last six months or so, I think, um, my chase credit card got, they sent me a tap to pay card, Mm -hmm. which my previous card wasn't. And, um, so now like, I feel like the stupid, like boomer at the store that's like, Oh, I, I have a tapper now. Okay. Where do I tap on the thing to make my tap pay to work or whatever? Um, but every time I use it, I'm like, God damn, that's easy. And then I think, Oh, that's Apple Pay. Like I, the watch I'm wearing, I could hold up to this thing and do the same exact thing. Yeah, with, with the same card too. Like I have all the cards in the Apple Pay, so it's like, um, just like a, I, I guess like a familiarity or being feeling comfortable with what you're used to or whatever. And it's kind of hard to change that fact, but um, I think for me, what turned me off of it was like, yeah, I was really amped to use it when I got whatever the first phone was that had yeah. Apple Pay, you know, and it was like, yeah, basically no one supported it, you know, so you'd go out. And like you'd read on you know some Apple blog like oh yeah. Walgreens supports Apple Pay now and I'm like oh okay cool people are going to Walgreens go, just to buy lip balm well use like, Apple so Pay. I was like okay cool next time we go to Walgreens I'll like try this you know and like mm-hmm. I'm like waving my phone at the credit card reader and like the you know person working behind the counter is looking at me like what the fuck are you doing just put your card yeah. in dipshit yeah right you know right, right. <laughs> it's like which is probably not the case now because you know like the the uh, contactless payment has gotten pretty big but like yeah I don't yeah. know maybe I'll make a point especially this week with COVID. To, to um, <clears throat> use Apple Pay, try to use Apple Pay everywhere I can. We'll report back yeah. next week. Well, that's funny because um, so within I don't know, probably also the last six months, um, Pam started using Apple Pay. Like, and uh, I think I don't know. We used it once, and she kind of figured out how it worked, and then is like, "Oh, I use it every chance I get now. It's awesome. It's so easy, and all this stuff." And I'm like, hmm. "Yeah." I was like, "That's weird. Like, I don't use it more than I do." And, but I, like I said, I just never think about it. Yeah. But, um, I do remember when her sister had her kids, which was a a little over a year before we had our first kid, um, we were at the hospital and I went down to the snack machines or whatever and didn't have cash on me and the credit card thing wasn't working or whatever. It had a Apple pay thing on it. And I was like, oh crap. And so I, I, that was the first time I ever used Apple pay, which was like two or three years after it came out to buy something from the vending machine. And I was so like amazed at how easy it worked. And the fact that I could get a, a drink when I had one and I didn't have any other way to do it. I was just like, Holy shit, this is like the future. I'm going to use this all the time now. And then I barely do. So, yeah. so I like your idea places we go this next week. Not that we're really going anywhere, but, um, if I can use Apple pay, I'm going to make a point to do it. And, uh, I'm going to use my watch 
I never use. I've never done it with my watch. I've only done it with my phone. So I I quit wearing my Apple Watch. I don't know. I'm, That's fine too. I'm. I don't know. It's just kind of annoying me. Yeah, I get it. I go in waves with the Apple I Watch. Like where I'm like, I like you know, I I wear it for a long time. I'm like I'm filling up all my rings and stuff, and then like I just get so annoyed with like constant notifications or whatever. I'm just like, fuck. That. Yeah. I'm tired of this stupid thing. Go back to yeah. a normal watch that doesn't annoy me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I don't fault you, man. I don't fault you for that. Um, all right. Well, I know we're a little short, but I think we should wrap things up because uh, we're not that short. Um, I am tired and haven't eaten and should do both those things before one of these kids wakes up. Yeah, that seems like a good idea. So, also, you have guests showing up. Yeah, they're here I was right going to say, oh, they're here already? I was actually I was going to mention that in the beginning and be like, this should be a uh, sudden death podcast that whenever your guests show up, we just stop. We oh, just yeah, hit stop funny. with no outro, no nothing, and just see. Uh, let people know ahead of time. Hey, if everything goes dark, that's what happens. So, anyway. <laughs> this we didn't the video, that, that we'll been just fun. cut the video and just put up like the test pattern with the beep. Yeah, like <laughs> technical difficulties. Um, so, anyway. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. Oh, and as I always, a, Tetra- I had an observation mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, to bring up. Go real ahead. Quick. I just, you probably saw this on Twitter. I've been, so I've what? been rewatching the Simpsons, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, like, I, I, I don't know if it was like just my specific upbringing or like this was kind of everyone's kind of look at that show, but like I, I very specifically remember the Simpsons kind of like being, you know, I'm talking like 1989, early 90s Simpsons, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, kind of being framed in a way where it's like, you, know, you got to really work hard in school because you don't want to be Homer when you grow up, you know, with like a, a dead end job that you hate, you know, never, never yeah. want to do anything. And like, yeah, right. you know, all this stuff, right. Like two crappy cars, like, like that. Mm-hmm. But like now, I mean, like that is a uh, almost unattainable lifestyle for people. Yeah. You know, it's just like, it really just breaks my brain to think that their house like, is so big. Yeah. yeah. Their house is so big. They've got a huge yard. Yeah. They've got two cars. Like Marge stays home, um, you know, supporting three kids with no problem. You know, like, uh, hey, I, I married with children was kind of the same way. Where it was like, dude, they have a big house, and Al is a shoe salesman, which is supposedly the shittiest job in the world. It makes nothing, but he somehow has a big two story house and supports his whole family on on that one job. Yeah, none of that's possible right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's just. I, just, I was just like watching it late at night and it just kind of hit me like thinking like how you yeah. like didn't want to be Homer. And now it's like, oh, that's just yeah. got like really good actually. So yeah. God, I kill, I killed have two cars and a two story house. Yeah. Wow. Never going to happen. Not sure. in this economy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, what was I saying? Oh Yes. Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our Patreon readers. So if you like what we do and want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash touch arcade and consider throwing a little support our way. Uh, also, you can help us out by doing your Amazon shopping by visiting toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon before you buy anything. And um, that'll help us out a lot too. So with those things out of the way, thanks again for listening. And we'll be back with another episode, probably uh, of the touch arcade show next week. See ya.